are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On rooms. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Every day we are free and available on all platforms. It is Friday, October 15th, 2021. Happy weekend to you folks. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more. Also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information. We are so close to 70 subscribers, but you guys know what number comes before 70. We're probably going to be celebrating that in some form or fashion. Be sure to stay glued to our uh, other account on Twitter at control the zone for some information about that. But on today's episode of Locked On Mariners, it is Fan Fiction Friday. We went to Twitter last night and asked you to provide your mock Mariners trades, and we're going to read them throughout the show and grade them live on air. Should be a lot of fun. If you like what you hear, give the show a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this. Greatly appreciate it. So here's how we're going to do it. We're going to break this down into three categories. This is how we're going to view and ultimately evaluate these trades is by looking at the realism of the trade are is it actually realistic could this actually happen in real life could we see this happening in real life how creative it is and how much it benefits the mariners so logic creativity and realism those are the three categories here and then overall we're going to compile all those into one final score on the 2080 scouting grade scale uh, used in baseball and uh, give your trades a uh, an actual grade so you know how you did uh, because trades, you know, again, are, are pretty hard to put together in the end. Uh, we know that more than anyone. We've done a lot of mock trades dating back to our days on fan side and all that. Uh, and uh, coming up with trades is, is very, very, very hard to do. Uh, but we got some interesting ones here. And we're going to start with one from one of our very, uh, very close subscribers, Jordan Levitt at Mormon Pizza Man. He has a very simple-ish deal. With the Mariners getting Kevin Kiermeyer from the Tampa Bay Rays and the Rays getting Yusei Kikuchi and $5 million in return. What did you think about this trade, Colby? Yeah, I'm not sure why uh, the Mariners would have to add money to this deal. It, it doesn't seem mm-hmm. to make sense to me because the salaries are equal. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure why the money is involved there. Uh, but even if the money's not involved there, I am kind of sort of uh i think i would just prefer to have uh you say kikuchi to kevin kiermeyer to be quite honest with you uh okay i i know kikuchi is probably not going to be a starter and he's a very expensive reliever um i also know that you know kevin kiermeyer is really uh you know a really great defensive center fielder and he even hit a little bit this year and and uh he certainly would, would help the outfield defense which was a, a problem but I just I feel mm-hmm. like I, I would rather have Kikuchi um, because you're going to need him to start at some point this year. He's going to make starts. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Um, and I just I feel like there's still enough upside there. I think I can go get a defense first center fielder if I wanted to. Uh, I think there's other options out there, but 
I just, to me, I would rather have Kikuchi. Um, but in terms of, you know, overall a Kikuchi for Kiermaier swap, that does seem like something mm-hmm. each side would consider. Uh, I, again, yep. the, the 5 million, why? I, I guess because Kiermaier's a little bit better, had a little bit better year than Kikuchi this year. But yeah, I, I don't understand the $5 million thing. So, uh, but aside from that, I, I think the deal is, is, uh, is, is pretty solid. I, I think it's something that could happen. It's just something that would I do? Mm, probably not. Mm. Yeah. So I, um, I, I like the idea. This is something that we've, you and I have personally talked about as well. I, I believe even on this show, um, I like the idea of it. I like the idea of getting a, quality major leaguer in return you're getting one of the best defensive center fielders in the game and a league average bat at least this year uh in return for Yusei Kikuchi who fell apart uh this you know in the second half of this past season it seems like the Mariners pretty much done with him uh but I do like the idea of Kikuchi as a reliever as well so I wouldn't be super bummed if he's still around um, on opening day, I'm going to give this trade, um, since we've talked about it, I, I'm going to give this trade a 45. What about you? Uh, I'll give it a, I'll give it a 50. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I could see it happening. It's, it's fairly realistic. It's, you know, pretty, uh, it's, it's pretty creative and, and, uh, it just, you know, it just, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if it solves either team's needs. So, uh, I'm going to give it a sure. 50. All right. So Jordan has another trade with the Rays. Um, the Mariners sure. getting Joey Wendell, uh, third baseman slash second baseman from the Rays for Justin Dunn and Tyler Keenan. What do you think about this one? Uh, it's funny. Joey Wendell is one of those guys that like you forgets in the big leagues, but he's been in the yeah. big leagues for like ever. And he's producing still like he's actually a pretty mm-hmm. good player. And uh, he'll be 32 years old and, He'll be 32 years old in uh, April, so not the not not the youngest, you know, chickpea. But he is a free he isn't a free agent until after the 2023 season. He is making some money. He's going to probably make. I don't have the arm numbers pulled up in front of me, but he's probably going to make about four million bucks, maybe five million this year. And he was pretty good in 500 plate appearances. He had 265, 319, 422. It's a 106 WRC plus. He was worth 2.6 F WAR. So it's. Really, what this trade comes down to is: it's do you want two years of of Joey Wendell, or do you want four years or five years of Justin Dunn? Uh, mm. It's it's tough, man. Uh, it's Wendell's a third baseman mostly. I wouldn't want Joey mm. Wendell to be my third baseman. Um, yeah. If I'm acquiring him to play second base, then fine. And Wendell's pretty good against right-handed pitching, as you might expect. Uh, he 287, 332, 457. That's a 118 WRC plus, but he played mostly third this year. I just, yeah, I don't want him to be my third baseman. I want to do better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still kind of believe in Justin Dunn. So, uh, if he's my second mm-hmm. baseman and then I go sign, I don't know, Chris Bryant or whatever, and and Toro's my utility guy, uh, then fine, or, or Wendell can be my utility guy. Uh, sure. So, yeah, for me, Dunn is is not going to stop me from from acquiring a player like Wendell. I'm just not sure if you know Wendell is specifically the guy I want, but a player like him, sure, uh, I think that would be make a lot of sense. Sure, um, I I just I don't know if 
Justin Dunn has the value right now, trade wise, to to get right. a two and a half win player who's making only four million dollars um, and has you know three years left of club control. I uh, or two years left of club control. I uh, I don't know. I I don't think it's super realistic. And Tyler Keenan is pretty inconsequential. He was he was bad this year. Um, so I'm gonna give this one uh, forty uh, on the grade scale. What about you? Forty, huh? I like it. I, I think Wendell's yeah, maybe, a yeah. I, mean, I, I, I think like like in terms of like it, it, since we're talking about creativity. You know, the, Joey Wendell's not a name that a lot of people are talking about. And since we're talking about, you know, logic for the Mariners, I would I would probably make this deal if I'm Jerry DePoto. Obviously, yeah. you're a lot higher on Dunn than I am, but I, I'm not super thrilled with, with Dunn's progress so far. Mm. He definitely took a step forward this year. It's, it's unfortunate that he got hurt because it would have been really nice to have a full year uh, to see what he's about. But uh, yeah, you know, I'll give this deal like, you know, like a fifty-two and a half. Like I'll split it between a fifty and a fifty-five. Oh, okay, you're you're a lot higher on it than I am. Yeah, no, I like I said, Wendell. Like Wendell is very boring. Like make no mistake about it. Sure. But he was actually more valuable than Kyle Seeger this year. Uh, he crushes right-handed pitching. That's still not an issue here. Uh, he he has played some second and shortstop even this year, although he mostly played third. So again, for me, it's, it's, Hey, you know, is, if Wendell is my utility guy, um, or he, if he's my second baseman and Toro's my utility guy, I really like that idea. I'm just not sure if mm-hmm. the Mariners would make Wendell or Toro a utility guy. And I don't want my starting infield to have Abraham Toro and Joey Wendell in it. You know what I mean? Sure. So. Sure. I feel, I feel you on that. All right, we're going to look at more trades in just a moment, but real quick, a reminder that this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. Don't you just hate it when you're out and about and hunger strikes, but the only convenient options are unhealthy and going to make you feel worse in the end? That doesn't have to be the case anymore if you choose Built Bar. Built Bar is providing folks with a healthy, nutritious, and delicious alternative for snacking. Built Bar has a plethora of delicious flavors ranging from coconut to cookies and cream, mint brownie, and so much more. Overwhelmed by the amount of good options, then try one of their mixed boxes, which gives you two bars per nine flavors. Each bar includes 17 to 18 grams of protein with calories ranging from the low, low numbers of 130 to 180. They only have four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs, and all the flavors are amazing, tasty, and most importantly, healthy. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and it will get 15% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at built.com. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Every day we are free and available on all platforms, of course. Be sure to recommend us to your friends, family, all that good stuff. Greatly appreciate it. Let's get back into these trades, starting with Chris Williams at ZipKidCW on Twitter, who... uh, has been a longtime follower of ours, and he's got a couple of trade ideas here. A couple of Kyle Lewis swaps, one for Mike Soroka of the Atlanta Braves and then another for Sixo Sanchez of the Miami Marlins. What do you think about these deals, Colby? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to pass on both of them. Uh, OK, it's just like I said, I, I, I like Soroka. I like Sixto just fine. Uh but mm. I don't think the Marlins are going to trade Sixto Sanchez for Kyle Lewis. Uh, I think they'd rather just roll a Sixto. And they actually have some some interesting outfielders still. 
um, in Miami. So I, I don't think that's an option. Also, it's worth noting that uh, Sanchez had sh- uh, shoulder surgery in late July, and we know how hard it is to come right. back from, from shoulder surgery. So there's a chance he doesn't pitch next year or he's not really the same. And if you're the Mariners trying to compete in 2022, you kind of want guys you know are going to take them out or you feel really good about it. Um, it's particularly if you're going to give up you know, a potential major asset like Kyle Lewis. And the same kind of goes for Soroka. I, Soroka has a longer track record, sure, but he retore his Achilles tendon this year. So there's a pretty decent chance he doesn't pitch at all next year. So uh, right. it's, you know, I'm losing a, at the very least, a, a very good fourth outfielder who's an, a major league average bat for a couple of arms who, you know, have a very high probability of not throwing a pitch in 2022. I'm just going to pass on that. There's just too much risk for me. Um, mm. If Seattle was maybe a year away. I could see it. Or if Seattle goes out and they acquire like two brand new outfielders and, and, you know, like a third quality fourth outfielder or something like that, then maybe, but I just don't have enough confidence that I, either of these guys are going to throw pitches in 2022. And, mm-hmm. and that's pretty big for me if I'm going to move a guy like Kyle Lewis. Yeah, I like the idea of Soroka more than uh, Sanchez, uh, though Soroka, of course, not a huge strikeout guy. He's kind of similar in the sense to a lot of pitchers in the Mariners system uh, or in the Mariners uh, rotation right now um, at least on that front but obviously you know for F4 pitcher in 2019 it's hard to ignore and he's only 24 years old controlled through the 2024 season that's always going to be valuable but I don't know about giving up Kyle Lewis for that uh, this year especially with the uncertainty issues that you talked about I'm going to give the uh, Soroka trade uh, let's say uh, 42 and the Sanchez cha- uh, trade a 40. Yeah. Um, so the creativity on these are, are quite high. So it's going to help the overall yeah. overall grade some. Um, because, and that's you know, what drove was... my grade for, for the most part. <laughs> right. So I'll, I'll give each of them a 45. I, I think, again, they're creative. And if either guy was healthy or was, you know, probable to come back by, you know, may then i i'd probably give it mm. this 50 somewhere in that range but i i really don't know if either guy's going to throw a pitch in 2022 is about winning so you need guys that you know are going to pitch in 2022 especially if you're trading kyle lewis so we got a couple big ones here we're going to start with aj at real aj oster on twitter uh he has a jose ramirez trade proposal Mariners get Jose Ramirez and the Guardians get Noel V. Marte, Matt Brash, Abraham Toro. What do you think about this one? It's not enough. Uh, yeah. Feels like I, it's missing at least one piece. Probably a Hancock or a Kirby, uh, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Um, even with Brash in there. So, uh, yeah. I mean, if I'm the Mariners, do I do that deal? Yeah. In a heartbeat. Um, yeah. But that's kind of the problem, right? It's it's really not much there to coax the Guardians into trading their best player. So uh, it, I, I think it's missing a piece. So I, I, I would give it a, a 40, mm. maybe a 45. Yeah. Uh, it's just you, you're, you're going to have to part with Noel V. And you're not going to get Ramirez for for bulk. And, and Toro's a nice piece. And, and Brash certainly has some upside. But at the end of the day, Toro might be a utility guy. And Brash might be a reliever. So that's how that's how Cleveland's going to sell it to you. 
and Noel, we might not even may, ever make it to the big leagues. I mean, that's we think he will, but there's still some serious downside to Noel V. Marte. So uh, just not enough for them. So I'm going to give it like a 40. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it like a, a 40 as well, because it's just there's not enough there. Um, and in terms of creativity, I mean, like I, I those are kind of the usual suspects that you would see in a Jose Ramirez trade proposal. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's a solid 40. I think it's a, a solid, uh, you know, stepping stone to get to a Jose Ramirez deal. I just don't think that it's all the way there yet. Uh, so let's talk about another huge deal here. Uh, this one comes from at we can't score <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, they say, uh, let us go east and rob the Phillies again. Uh, Phillies get Matt Brash, Noel V. Marte and Kyle Lewis for Zach Wheeler. Aiming very high here with uh, the guy who probably is going to win the NL Cy Young this year. What do you think about that one? It's probably going to be Scherzer, but yeah, I'm. Here's the problem: like, do I do I like Zach Wheeler? Yes, uh, obviously he's he's a good pitcher, but he's you know his value right now is is never going to be higher. He's coming off a career year for him, uh, and I don't think the Phillies are going to sell. Uh, they might move one or two more expensive pieces, but they are not going to, you know, start shopping Bryce Harper and Real Muto. And the reason I don't believe they are is because I don't think you bring in Dave Dombrowski if you're contemplating a rebuild. And I don't think Dombrowski sure. sticks around for a rebuild. So I, I think what's more likely to happen is, is that maybe they try and, and trade some of their expensive role players like Andrew McCutcheon, or they can just decline that option. Um, and maybe they try to do it that way, but it it feels to me like, you know, you're not going to be able to pay Philly enough, or in order to pay Philly enough to to start a rebuild, you're going to have to part with you know Kel Nicolio, and and I'm I'm not doing that, not for Zach Wheeler. I just I don't think that this is enough, um, really for for Zach Wheeler, uh, even though that he's making the money and, um, you know, he's 31, but look, he, he's under control for the next uh, three seasons and he's coming off of his best career year. And it just seems like he's getting better and better and better. Um, he was awesome this year and pitched 213 innings. his career high. Uh, I just, I, I don't. Yeah. And for all the reasons that you talked about with the Phillies as well, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to give this one. I'm still going to give this one a 40 just because it is creative. It is creative. Uh, I just don't think that it's really based in that much reality uh to be quite honest um all right let's move over to the al west here uh tj michael at t swizzle underscore my mic emerson hancock and taylor Trammell for matt chapman this is obviously a guy that you and i have talked about quite a bit on our various shows do you think that gets it done for chapman and would you do it uh, I don't think that gets it done for Chapman. Uh, mm-hmm. Hancock has lost a little bit of his, his, you know, luster as a prospect because he didn't really, th- he only threw about 45 innings this year. Uh, don't get me wrong. He's still a very good prospect. Uh, but yeah, but just, he had a shoulder I, thing that, that's right. going to be a red flag for some teams. Yeah. Right. And, and Chapman, like you said, coming off a down year, Oakland might, you know, might fire sale, but I think somebody would come along and beat that offer. Um, it's not a bad offer 
uh, it's honestly, I think that's about what Chapman's worth. Uh, Ty's well, has been a little higher on Chapman than I have uh, in the past, but I, I think that's a fair mm-hmm. offer. I just think that somebody would pay more than that. Um, sure. and I think Oakland would be looking for more than that. So I, I'd give it like a 48 to 50 somewhere in there. Um, I just, yeah. I, I think somebody's going to beat, I, the realism is, is down on that for me. And that's, that's what hurts that grade. Yeah, I'm right there with you on the grade. Uh, for me with Chapman, I just I'm so up and down on him um, because you know I, I I do really like the upside of it. It's just it comes down to the cost, and there's a certain point that I'm I'm comfortable with, uh, you know, going after him. But it's just the the strikeout numbers are high. It's just uh, it's the offensive production has been terrible the last couple. I mean, terrible and relative to his standard. Um, and I just, I don't want to trade for the glove. You know, I don't want to, I don't want that to be a huge part of that trade value. I feel like it might be though. Um, and that's, that's kind of a problem for me. Uh, like I want to be trading for 2021 Matt Chapman, not, you know, like in terms of valuation, uh, not 2018, 20, you know, 2017 Matt Chapman. I don't want to be trading for that. You know, I don't want to be valuing him like that player because that's not the player that he is right now. Um, but I, I think that's probably what the A's are going to want. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be in that 48 to, uh, I'll say 45 to 48 range, uh, for me on, on that one. All right. We're going to look at more trades in just a moment, but real quick, a reminder, this episode of locked on Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we got about four more trades to go over here. We're going to start with MJFB80 on Twitter, who recommends a trade with the Padres here where the Mariners get Drew Pomeranz and Blake Snell for Zach Deloach, Shed Long, Anthony Misevich, and Juan Ten. How you feeling about this one, Colby? Uh it's way too much bulk. Uh the the Padres, I mean Blake Snell didn't have a great year, but he was really good in the second half. So uh, I don't think mm-hmm. they're gonna be looking to trade him. They're they had a bad year, but they're not going to to panic and reboot or do any of that stuff. So uh could they look to shed some salary because you know they're not going to spend two hundred million dollars on payroll and they're starting to pay a lot of guys? Uh, sure, they could do that, but you're not going to get Blake Snell for any kind of like serious discount. Uh, maybe a little bit less than than you know what they gave up, but probably not all that much. And Pomerantz is is a pretty solid reliever still. So uh, I think if you want Snell, you're probably giving up, you know you probably have to give them Mitch Hanniger and somebody like, you know, Matt Brash or, or Emerson Hancock or somebody like that. Like, because they want people who are going to help them win in 2022 and, and Snell, Snell does that. So um, I do think mm. San Diego trades some pitching. 
this winter. I just think it's more likely to be Lamette or Paddock, um, possibly you Darvish, because the second half of the year, Blake Snell was was really quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Pomeranz, even though that he's dealt with some injuries, he hasn't thrown a lot of innings over the last couple of years. Still really solid, making eight and a half million dollars this year. Uh, I believe he's under contract uh, through 2023. So, um, you know, obviously you're taking on some money here and and that does play a part. I just, I don't know about the return that the Padres are getting in this one. Zach Deloach is, you know, a, a good asset to get in return, but Shed Long, eh, does he even have trade value right now? Anthony Misevich? No. Why, like, why would Anthony Misevich, you know, uh, really appeal to the to the Padres Juan tens coming off of a really bad year where it, it pretty much looks like he's if he's going to make it to the major leagues at all it's going to be as a reliever mm-hmm. I uh yeah I just I, I don't I don't know about the return uh I do like the idea of getting Pomerantz and Snell and, and taking on some of that money um because like yeah. you said the Padres might shed some payroll um and obviously we don't know if there's going to be a salary cap ceiling you know or like a salary cap you know um which silly but we don't know how the cba is going to affect that those things so uh you know that could be a a potential idea that's kind of forced by just the rules of the league onto the padres but i just i don't know um i don't think that that all works so i'm gonna put a 42 on this it's creative at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it a 45. I just, he like said, I like the Blake Snell idea, but he's only making $12 million next year. So, uh, if, mm-hmm. if San Diego is going to try to cut salary, it's going to be with Hosmer and, and Will Myers and maybe you Darvish, but probably not with Blake Snell. All right. So we got another trade here and it's another raise trade. This one comes from T underscore Mikado 10. On Twitter, it's uh, Drew Steckenrider for Kevin Kiermeyer and Alika Williams. Shortstop out of uh, Arizona State, who was selected what two years ago? I in believe the so. Competitive balance round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like the creativity of this one because Seattle is essentially taking on about ten million dollars in in salary. Um, yeah. We know that the Rays aren't likely wanting to pay that uh that would be a huge mm. benefit to them to to shed 10 million dollars and they get a reliever which helps them and their bullpen um and we know how much you know they love to to stack that bullpen so uh cre- mm. the creativity on this deal is that is actually it's pretty good it's uh yeah. it's solid and i like the prospect that they would be getting back um fairly uh, fairly well like i don't super love him but he's a pretty solid prospect and, and he'd probably slide somewhere in mm-hmm. the top uh i don't know 20 ish for me so mm-hmm. i just i just don't think this is this is enough for seattle to take it and honestly it might be a little bit too much for even a team like uh like tampa to do it so uh mm-hmm. i just don't see this as a fit these this you know this these group of players. I don't see it as a fit, but overall I really like this. It's a creative deal. It makes sense for both sides, at least on the surface, but I think that Tampa would probably balk at this and I don't think Seattle would do it either. So um, mm-hmm. like I said, it's, it's a nice deal. I just not sure it, it, it fits what each team wants to do this winter. 
Um, that being said, if this mm-hmm. deal came across the the ticker, I'd be pretty happy with it. I think that's a yeah, solid that deal. Be, so, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give fine. this one and like. You, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying. You know, you and I have talked about uh, Kevin Kiermeyer and 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 trading Drew Steckham Ryder quite a bit um, mm-hmm. and taking advantage of Steckham Ryder's value. I just don't know if the like of Williams is worth it for me to take on that ten million dollars of Kevin Kiermeyer. And obviously, Kiermeyer is going to help you next year, but. I, I feel like like if they made this deal in like February after the dust kind of clears and the market and all that stuff and maybe they don't have a, a solution in the outfield yet. Maybe they, you know, they lost out on a Michael Conforto or someone like that. And you have Starling Marte, et cetera. Um, if that's the case, then sure. I'd be fine with this, you know, but yeah. uh, if this were to happen in November, eh. It just feels like you're cutting short an opportunity. Um, like yeah. like Kiermaier was about league average at the plate this year, and obviously he's an amazing defender. Um, and mm. Steckenrider is is not a guy I'm I'm worried about losing. So again, from that standpoint, it's basically it's hey is is you know Aleka Williams is he worth ten million dollars in additional payroll? Maybe. Like I said, I, I, I don't want to say that this deal wouldn't happen. I just think that each side would kind of look at it and go, eh, maybe we can add to it. Maybe we could do a little bit better here or there. Um, you mm. know, the Mariner should reacquire Austin Shenton in this deal. But other than that, I think it's a pretty <laughs> solid offer. I, I'd, prob- I'd probably yeah. give this one like a, a 55, driven mostly by the creativity. Um, but mm. I do think there's an outside shot that this one, we could see something similar to this come across the, uh, the offseason tracker. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll give it a fifty. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a fifty. Would you trade Drew Steckenrider just for a like a Williams? No, I want a major league piece back for Drew Steckenrider. Even if it's okay, like nope. a you know like someone like Adam Engel or whatever that I've mentioned, like I, I would rather have someone that helps me next year than a than a prospect. A like a Williams is fine, but I'm I'm not. Uh, Drew Steckenrider helps helps me more. I I, I feel what like if, he's more valuable to me than Alika Williams. What if it's not an established big leaguer, but one that you like and you think can can pitch at the big league level sure. next year? What if it's like Jacob Lopez? Yeah, that's, sure. Or that's fine. Brent Honeywell, or Brendan McKay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes more sense to me. That makes more yeah. sense to me. Just someone that someone that's going to be at or near the major league level. Alika Williams is at least two years away. I think. Yeah, and he's, so. he's mostly glove and contact shortstop, so it's not like you're you're getting, you know, you hope he's yeah. J.P. Crawford, basically, but he's probably yeah. not going to be. Yeah, he's just not super exciting. But, like, if you could get him on top of Kiermaier, fine. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. Um, but, like I said, that's more of, like, if that happened in February, great. Yeah. Um, we have one more trade, by the way. We have two, actually. Have oh, two. okay. So, so we're going to go through the first one quick because I think our answer is going to be pretty obvious on this one. Uh, Hancock, Steckham Ryder, and Trammell for Cattell Marte. From Blake at We Eaten W's. Shout out to Jameis Winston. Let's not. <laughs> uh, so what do you think about the uh, Hancock, Steckham Ryder, and Trammell deal for Cattell Marte? I, I think the answer is pretty clear. Not realistic at all. <laughs> No, that's that's way too that's way too light. That's like a, a thirty-five yeah. trade offer, and, and you know Arizona probably hangs up on you. Um, yeah, it's just 
I don't think you're getting Marte without giving up Kirby, Gilbert, uh, you know, Kelnick, Julio. Uh, you're going to have to so. give up something similar to what you would give up for Jose Ramirez. For yeah, and, and tell Marte is right. that good. <laughs> uh, and, in, and in that case, just go get Jose Ramirez a little bit safer. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, so second rider and Tramel pretty much don't do much for Arizona. I mean, second rider in particular, because if you're trading Marte, you're rebuilding. So just, you know, yeah. no LV Marte and, and, and Hancock probably get you started. Mm-hmm. Get you in the conversation right. at least. L- Last trade here uh, comes from... I don't know what to say at Dower Optimus on Twitter. Um, okay. It's a three-team deal, so kind of convoluted here. But the uh, the White Sox get Matt Festa, okay, <laughs> Dylan Moore, and Drew Steckenrider, while the Phillies get Yusei Kikuchi, Craig Kimbrell, and Taylor Trammell, and $4 million. And the Mariners get Zach Eflin, Adam Engel, nice, Didi Gregorius, the contract of D.D. Gregorius and Ronaldo Lopez. That is a lot to swallow. Uh, <laughs> um, were you able to keep up with all that that I just rattled off? Not really. Um, <laughs> it's it's quite complicated, and, and it has Philly eating a lot of money. Um, although with the swap of... You know, Gregorius, with, with I think, is making fifteen million. So it's basically a Kikuchi swap for DD, um, and then or Kimbrel swap for for DD. Um, so the, my my problem with this is that the White Sox only get really Steckin Rider, right? I mean, yeah. I just I just don't I mean, see still that more as being... nice nice glove. I mean, offers a little more dependability than Adam Engel on the health front, but Engel's a better player when healthy. I mean, that's pretty yeah. clear. And just eh. I I just yeah, I like I I I feel like if the White Sox got more out of this, this could actually be a pretty good trade idea. Uh, creativity I marks just, are high here. It just it needs work. Yeah. So. I would refine it, um, and maybe I don't Particularly know. Particularly on the it. White Sox side. Yeah, I, I think I think the White Sox need a little bit more here. Uh, but yeah, overall, I, I think it's creative. I think it's obviously you put a lot of effort into that because three team trades are incredibly hard. So I, I would give this one like a a forty five to forty eight with the potential to be much higher if you could just hammer out a few mm. of the details. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a good start, but I, I think it needs a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, so uh, final grade on that one, I'm going to give it a 50, mostly driven by the creativity. There you go. Uh, real fast. We did have one more that came in earlier. So we'll just get to oh, it real okay. fast and have it right here. Uh, mm-hmm. This is I would call this a pretty creative trade as well. So uh, the Mariners get Sonny Gray and Tucker Barnhart from the Reds. The Reds get Diego Castillo, Zach Deloach, Justin Dunn and Wyatt Mills. Hmm. So I like the idea of using Castillo to trade because we kind of assumed he's part of the the bullpen. But mm-hmm. yeah. you know, if a team wants him and you're able to flip him as part of a deal to get a good starting pitcher, then yeah, they should be open to that. So that part's pretty creative. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the Reds are probably going to want instead of Dunn, like Hancock. Mills to me, he's irrelevant in this trade. Yeah. 
So if it's Mills Diego Castillo, right. If it's mm-hmm. Diego Castillo, Zach Deloach and, and Emerson Hancock for Barnhart and, and Gray. And of course the, the Reds are actually willing to, to part with, with, you know, big leaguers for some prospects. I think that would make a lot of sense. Uh, I yeah. just, for me, this feels too light for Sonny Gray and Barnhart, who's yeah. pretty solid. So um, mm-hmm. I'd give it like a, a, probably a 50 led by the creativity. Um, if you put Hancock in there instead of, um, instead of Don, I, I'd probably give that a, you know, probably a 55 ish. So it's, it's, it's yeah. interesting to say the least. Yeah, I don't think uh, Diego Castillo is going to get it done as a leading man for Sonny Gray um, in a deal for Sonny Gray, but good secondary piece for sure, especially for a Reds team that's probably going to still try to compete a little bit next year. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you had Emerson Hancock or someone like that instead of Dunn um, and maybe, you know, give a better piece than, than Wyatt Mills on the back end there. Just a slightly better piece. I just, I, I don't think Wyatt Mills has really would, any trade value. No, he doesn't. Would, would you trade? And I know we got to go. So real fast, would you trade? Yeah. Chris Flexen, Diego Castillo, and Zach Deloach for Sonny Gray, and I guess Tucker Barnhart. If you want to throw him in there too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I probably would too. I mean, because you want to get the Reds yeah. something that can help them this year, and if they improve their bullpen and get a reasonable replacement for gray plus a, mm. a nice prospect. Then I think they, they, they might do that. So, uh, yeah, look at that. I, I give that great. I give that trade a 60 self pat on the back. That's creative. That's something I could see happening. I win fan fiction Friday, just as it always was going to be. <laughs> wow. But no, seriously, it's, th- it's thank you guys like, for your questions. It's just like when Jim, it's just like when Jim wins employee of the month, <laughs> clearly this is what it was all set up for. Yes, and second place was Pam. You're the Pam. Congratulations. Which makes perfect sense. Which makes perfect sense. You are you are the Pam to my gym. Everybody likes me more than you. But uh, <laughs> at least that one guy, at least that one guy on Twitter does. But uh, yeah, th- thanks for your questions, guys. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And, and it was fun. I, I hope you guys enjoyed that segment. We're hoping to do it every Friday, right? Most yeah, Fridays. we're going to be doing this every Friday. Yeah. Uh, so thank you guys so much for your submissions. We greatly appreciate it. And that's going to do it for this week's slate of Locked On Mariners. Thank you so much for joining us here for Colby Patnode. I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making Lockdown Mariners your first listen of the day. Every day we'll be back on Monday with our weekly mailbag. So be sure to check us out on Twitter so you can submit your questions for that. Now make your second listen of the day Locked On MLB where Paul Francis Sullivan and please call him Sully brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's President Pass. It's free and available on all platforms. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you next week.